Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Hour Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself. Welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live, now Lewis Howard Television, because we've got video. We're excited and thrilled to be going to the next level of our broadcast opportunity, powered by our new partner, Mob Studios in Seattle. Some of the things we're going to be doing is just some new cutting-edge conversation video. We're going to let you chat live with us on Facebook. Uh, For those that are reaching around the world that we're touching, we're going to have it live up on On Demand so you can catch us whenever you want to. So we're just excited to continue to uh, make 2020 the best that we can make it and keep helping you become the best version of yourself. Just a little bit on perspective for the monologue, the opening, is this has been a tough year for everyone. No one on the planet has not been touched or impacted by the COVID, the pandemic, uh, social justice reform, uh, elections, you name it. It has impacted everyone. And so it's easy to lose perspective, right? Because if you're listening to the news media, it leans one way. Uh, Listen to another station, it leans another way. And so you're trying to find a way, what's my balance as an individual? And what do I think? And how does that affect me and my family? So my, my challenge to you is to not get so locked into the crisis, although it's, it's critical, it's important, people have lost family members, jobs, businesses, it's critical. But there's also great things happening, uh, and we want to focus on it. Kids are being born every day. Children don't know the difference between a pandemic and Disneyland. So we have to keep things going, and so keep that perspective as a way to manage ourselves uh, through this. Um, we're excited tonight on the show. We're going to have back Dr. Frank Marinkovich with Regenerative Medical Group in Kirkland, Washington. He's been on it. He was on earlier part of the year. And so we're excited to have him back and talk to you about some groundbreaking medical technology stuff. You don't want to miss this. This is really cool. Even if you're a gamer, you're going to like this one. So stay with us. We're going to talk to you a little bit about that and give you an opportunity to connect. What I want to challenge you is What good things have you been able to do in 2020, right? Some of you have learned to cook, sew, color, do different things. Email us. Hit us up. We may actually put you on the Lewis Hour Live show to tell us, to tell the audience about what you're doing. So we're excited to continue the conversation with you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we got Dr. Frank joining us to give us an update and new groundbreaking technology. You're listening to Lewis Hour Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. 
Hey, welcome back to Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for joining us. Your first time watcher, listener, thank you for being part of the conversation. Our goal is always to help you become the best version of yourself, and that includes your health. So as I mentioned in the previous segment, we have Dr. Frank back in the house, and uh, he was on the early part of the summer, and we asked him to come back. And we're going to talk a little bit about the pandemic, but we're also going to talk about some groundbreaking technology that he is bringing forth out of his clinic in Kirkland, Washington. Dr. Frank, welcome back to the Lewis Howard Live Show. Looks a little bit different than the first time you're on, eh? <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, professional. Yeah, we got cameras and a whole bunch of things. Uh, so you were on at the first part of the year. I think we were on the first part of this uh, pandemic. That's true. And uh, our listeners really appreciated a lot of what you had to say then. And uh, so what does it look like now? I mean, what are you seeing in your medical practice? I mean, how are people feeling? Um, I know we had talked about the, the surge coming, but now it's here. You know, what does that do into the minds of people as they're coming in and, and yeah. continue to deal with this? Wow. Well, Lewis, that's really a great question. You know, it's, uh, I think earlier we may have used the phrase, uh, how do you win a sustainable war? Yeah. Uh, key word, sustainable. Um, yeah, I, th I don't know. I mean, within this last week, I think both the patients and I were trying to find uh, true north, if you will. Sure. Um, even, I think today, maybe um, the patients and I both had a bit of a breakthrough. And I think frustration, maybe a little bit of hopelessness, a loss of autonomy, um, I mean, you know, looking around, as far as I could see, us Seattleites are, you know, in my opinion, doing a great job wearing masks and obeying all the rules and everything. Right. So how in the world, could, you know, could we have had a surge, especially right. now with the holidays coming up, as, as you noted. So, you know, today, uh, toward the end of the day, walked into a room and just sort of wrapping with a patient and, you know, gave him space to be angry. Hmm. And I, I think that was good. You know, it's like, well, yeah. no, I mean, we are, we're social creatures. We were born right. to be together. Yeah. You know, family and, you know, crowds and what have you. And so it's not normal. I mean, it's necessary, but it's not normal. Right. And I think right. it's okay to, you know, to take back some control and actually be upset about it. Sure. Um, give us our listeners, for those that are maybe joining for the first time, uh, Dr. Frank, give them a little bit of your background and how you've kind of come in to where you are. Because you've got a it's kind of unique and very distinctive for a medical doctor to be where you've come from. And, and some of the things really that are groundbreaking, we're going to talk about in the next segment, but just maybe give us a little snippet of what, you know, where your history has become to, to get to where you are. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a question. That's quite a question. <laughs> Big questions. <laughs> kind of got a long and winding road. There's a yeah. song written about yeah. that. <laughs> that will break into the song right yeah. now. <laughs> well, my, my, my. Okay, well, long, it, I was basically uh, working, I was going to go into the ministry a long time ago. Okay. And I was working in the lab, got a degree in biology and chemistry, and the boss of the um, lab I was working at basically walked in the door one day and said, you know, Frank, what about medical school? I've been watching you. And so that led on a journey. I went to the American University of the Caribbean, so I actually went um, overseas. I did my entire third year uh, in London, and so I had great training in socialized medicine. Isn't that interesting? I did most of my fourth year at uh, BU, Boston University, ended up uh, graduating. You know, went to uh, uh, Mount, Sinai, Mount Sinai Division in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, wow. and did my residency in internal medicine. 
Um, came out to Seattle in 1991 and joined the group, part of a large group, became the head of the group. And then uh, 1999 started my own clinic on the east side. And about uh, 1999 became a sports doc, so internal medicine and sports. And five years ago, joined Dr. Henderson, the regenerative medical group, and added the whole area of regenerative medicine. So kind of a long road, you yeah, know, lots, yeah. of, uh, lots of background, but right, uh, right. Really enjoy what I do. Yeah, I think it's great because um, for our listeners, uh, I, I'm a patient of Dr. Frank's, and I'm a guy that did not like doctors' needles, hospitals, or clinics. <laughs> And um, um, I think the gift that I would say as a patient, one of the things that you have is to be able to breed the trust um, with a patient to trust you, you know, with, with the process. You know, we yeah. use that term, trust the process. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some of the things that, you know, you talked to me about, I had never even heard of. I didn't, you know, and I think I came in with a bum ankle and then <laughs> walked out with a complete medical program. Um, but that's just, it's different, right? Because I feel like in most health settings, it, it feels clinical, it feels dry, mm-hmm. it feels like, here, take this pill and call me tomorrow, yeah, and if, right. it's, if it messes up, we'll try another pill until we get mm-hmm. it right kind of deal. Um, but your approach just seems to be very different in terms of that. So maybe for our listeners, just some of the things that you do in your clients a little bit different maybe than, than if they're seeing some of their regular you know, medical doctors. Well, you know, um, my dad you know, passed away, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Quite, quite a story on that one. I'll save it, you know, yeah. all that. But bottom line is that you know, he had stage four melanoma. And he was an athlete his whole life. So I was raised in sports, you know, with my dad. And, and so I flew down there. And, and to, my, um, to my great surprise, all the doctors signed off his case because my dad wanted to go experimental. Hmm. And I said, okay. So I had to become my, my father's doctor. Wow. And, you know, he was of sound mind, so he was competent, you know. Mm. Um, And one thing I learned through that whole process um, was that one of the things a dog can do, one of the best things a dog can do is fight for the patient. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, especially this day and age. Sure, yeah. You know, and so I did. Uh, I learned that very, very deeply. And um, so I fight for life, and I fight uh, for the patient, and I try to, you know, uh, an enemy against trauma. Sure, yeah. You know, the yeah. partner with the patient to try and really hear what that patient wants. And can I, can that, can his problem or her problem become my problem as well? Can I partner in with that? And together we're fighting, right? And together, you know, we can use understanding and wisdom and, you know, medical science and breakthrough and, and just not accept the fact, you know, that I'm degenerating or what have you. It's like, okay, sure. you know, tell me something I don't know. Right. But right. how, you know, yeah. how can I accomplish the mission that I was born to accomplish, right. which is going to be of sound mind and body. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'm fighting for. Yeah, and that's that's a, an age of a managed healthcare, right? Where we don't get better, we just manage whatever it is. Um, that that in itself is outside the boundaries of you know thinking of that. Um, I know some of the stuff you were talking about just at the. You know, your clinic was kind of the epicenter, an area yeah. of the epicenter of right of, of of the COVID nineteen when it hit, and just some of the things that you were just sharing about what you you know were doing to help people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. So, um, give us maybe a perspective. Like I got a you know listener joining, and they 
you know, kind of dealing with it. Um, and maybe they are feeling that kind of depression. Yeah. Um, uh, the term COVID fatigue, mm-hmm. right, yeah. where people are tired of wearing masks, they're tired right. of social distancing, right. 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 they're tired of feeling awkward when they mm-hmm. go into Starbucks to get the mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind of advice or insight that you're giving them, you know, along with the medical piece of this, but yeah. what that you're giving to help also balance the other right. piece of their thinking out? Well, you know, before um, the world became so technological, right, and uh, what have you, it was really based on relationship. I mean, you know, first of all, everybody is an individual, a unique individual. And so I think, you know, going back to basics, I mean, the whole, I mean, everything we do is based upon natural law, right? We expect right. the sun to come up. We expect the moon to be in its right place in the Earth's orbit and, right. you know, all the laws of gravity. And coffee to be you. ready when I walk into Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, our natural. entire life, our mathematics are based <laughs> right. upon constants, yeah. right? And so I think maybe going back to those constants, yeah. I mean, one thing I was reading about this morning was, you know, called genuine love. Yeah. You know, yeah. that word genuine is so basic. Yeah. But yeah. I think going back, to, that's how we have to retake control over our life. Mm-hmm. They get back to the basic. You were not being ruled by, right? Yeah. And so to have that sense of autonomy by strengthening, again, vertical relationship and horizontal relationship and working on this thing right here, taking yeah. our health back. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow seeing, somehow turning this thing around mm-hmm. so that me and the external force ruling me I need to turn that around where I have control once yeah. again and autonomy. Yeah, I think that thing of feeling powerless mm-hmm. right, um, and helpless uh, is not a trait, especially of an American, right? It's just not. And I think trying to find a way, and we're seeing it kind of come out in weird ways, you know, with people kind of being a little edgy, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they're trying to look for that place of, of, of control. But I also think, too, with the kind of programs that you're putting people through, I know I can personally say that, if you can get your health better yeah. and you can feel better and uh, not accept the aches and the pains that they say you get at a certain age in life, right. and you can beat that, to mm-hmm. me, I think that's a big, big step in, in doing that. So I think you're making a big difference in that regard because if you can take somebody that's, you know, body is breaking down and also show them how to get back, right. man, there's nothing more powerful than that. So. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's why I think the, the marriage of regenerative medicine to yeah. standard medicine is, yeah. is a great, yeah. great link-up. Well, we're excited. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to, when we come back, uh, you're going to share with us some groundbreaking programs um, that you're launching, and I'm excited to share that with our listeners. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. Um, you don't want to miss this next segment because we want to bring you some new medical technology that might make the difference in the longevity of your journey. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, welcome back to Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for joining us and being part of the conversation. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch us on the download. We'll have it up on the YouTube channel and lewishourlive.com. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Frank Marinkovich with the Regenerative Medical Group out of Kirkland, Washington. Uh, happens to be my personal physician, as well as doing some great work in the Northwest. And so we want to kind of switch gears a little bit 
and talk about something that maybe you might not think is relevant to the conversation today, but at some point it's going to be relevant either to you or to someone that you are uh, in relationship with or in business with. And, uh, and that is this new program you've got, Brent, called the Brain and Gate Rehabilitation Center. Tell our listeners what that is. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Got to go big, right? It sounds like an attorney group, the <laughs> Brain and Gate. <laughs> <laughs> or go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you know, everything is birthed out of a, out of a frustration, I suppose, right? Uh, I have an elderly mom, mother, who's 85 years old, and you know, talking about you know the pandemic and all that, and you know things just begin to break down as as I think I like to say down to a granular granular level. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's 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 probably enough that somebody elderly like that is socially isolated, right? Right. Right. But then you see their you know what uh, the results of, you know with gyms being closed or what have you, an increased risk of falls. So a few months ago, um, a couple of weeks went by my clinic where it was a bad week. You know. People had falls. People were coming in elderly and, you know, cracked hips, you know, fractured hips, if you would, uh, compression, uh, uh, vertebral compression fractures. Uh, a couple of people um, split their head open. One person died of a bleed in their brain. And I just stopped. And it, but what we did is the treatment was really basically the same treatment that mm-hmm. I've been experiencing over 30 years as being a physician. Right. You know, people ended up, they get their imaging, they go to a nursing home, you know, they had to sell their house, you know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. a power of attorney, you're talking about loss of life, loss of limb, loss of right. independence, and yet the treatment was basically the same. And so I said, okay. So I went back to my chief, you know, Dr. Henderson, I said, uh, you, know, you know, of course, Dr. Henderson is amazing, he's the right. chief of Regenerative Medical Group, yeah. and opened up my mind to a bunch of treatments that we're already uh, pretty much doing as a company. And so with that idea, I put this program together. Okay. So you mentioned falls, and, and, and obviously that, that's serious business. And I've been around where people, you know, have fallen, and you just you hold your breath. Yeah. Especially if they're in a certain age category, because you're just thinking, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, right? So let's talk about that, because you've got some uh, statistics here, some, some numbers yeah. here that are – you know, kind of eye-popping here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, these are these are hardcore stats. This is yeah. just, you know, this is this is like, you know, and this is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, one out of five falls causes an injury such as a fracture or a head injury. Uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about mortality rate. Right. And, you know, one study can be up to, you know, up to 50%, as you can see on the slide. Um, loss of independence, loss of income. If, if nothing else, it costs the medical community, if you would, you yeah. know, up to $50 billion. So this is a big problem. And the thing, like, like most of this, with proper intervention, we don't have to go down this route. Right. right. So, you know, in order, this is a quick little, you know, um, mini story here. So my son, you know, is president of Optimum Peak Fitness. And okay. he's working with us here. Right. His name is Luke. And Luke wanted to measure me, put me through some measurements. And then I've been exercising, working out, you know, my whole life. Right, you know, right. you know sports doc, right, as sure. well. So I said, oh, no, I don't want that. That's okay, Luke. I, I got right. this. I got this. Right. You know? So he put me through some measurements, and I basically flunked. And the area where I flunked was actually in my gait, in my gait analysis. Okay. So I wasn't stable on my feet. Okay. So he's built out a program specific for that. 
Okay, so tell us our listeners, the gait, is that the stability piece of it? Oh, you're walking, basically. Okay, yeah. okay, the walking, okay, okay. All right, you guys got that extra credit there. <laughs> we'll test afterwards. Yeah. Okay, so just the ability to be stable. So mm-hmm. does that decline over a period of time, over years? Well, you yeah, just... that, yeah it's, it's, it, basically from the age of 50, 55 on up, okay. natural degeneration. Okay, because you got a number of three million older people are treated in emergency uh, departments for fall injuries. Three million. It, it is a huge, huge problem. It's a big number of people. A big number. Just, you know. And again, you know, we all accept the fact that we're getting older. Right. We all accept the fact, you know, that we're not what we used to be and what have you. But that's the point. You know, yeah. we can intervene. Um, like I did with my son. I'm intervening right now. I mean, I'm sure. not there yet, right. but I'm working on my nutrition. I'm right. working on my you know, specific type of exercise yeah. and a few other things here we'll talk about. Yeah. yeah, I think that is. I think, again, getting back to that is the culture tells us you just ride off into the sunset. You just accept it, and there is no way to change that. Mm-hmm. In fact, you get almost laughed at you know, if you're trying to you know, be young, if, what is what they'll say. But but really, when you look at, especially in countries around the world, in Asia, and some of these people that are living to 110, 115 years old, mm-hmm. and it look like they're, they're 70, yeah. they're doing something, right? right? They're just not letting uh, the weeds take the garden, if you will. Mm-hmm. They, they are doing something to help uh, fight back. So, um, all right, so the other one you got up here is um, what happens after fall? So now, you know, and, and I think this is where our listeners can get involved is, you, you know, if you've got someone that you're caring for, and we know that baby boomers are aging more and they're caring more for their parents. Mm-hmm. And so they're dealing with these situations. They're oh, dealing yeah. with these. This is live fire that they're dealing with. So what, what is when somebody's fault, what is the first thing, you, you know, I mean, obviously we know call an emergency, but what are some of the steps that people need to be thinking about when you when you deal with that? Well, you know, I mean, the first thing, of course, is to rule out a fracture, not only, you know, um, a fracture of a leg of the femur, but like a, what we call an occult or maybe a hidden pelvic fracture as well, which can be life-threatening because major blood vessels run through the pelvis. Uh, but also, of course, as one gets older, the bone mass goes down. Mm-hmm. So osteoporosis, osteopenia, which can lead to compression fractures. Sure. And compression fractures are horribly painful. And again, we have no great treatment for that. Yeah. Many times we had to put people who already have an altered mental status, if you will, right. or neurological status on drugs like morphine. Yeah. So the biggest thing, though, I think, uh, to be aware of with a fall is the potential of a slow bleed in the brain. I had a yeah. patient uh, who had a fall. Um, you know, we, they took care of the, of the broken bone. They took care of the, the scrapes and what have you and uh, had a laceration repair and was sent home. Uh, a couple of weeks later, presented to my clinic. Um, I just had a sneaky index of suspicion, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Ended up getting uh, eventually a CAT scan of his head. And he had a subdural hematoma. Mm-hmm. And it was really a very impressive looking CAT scan because his whole brain began to shift. Right. Right. He had to go in for an evacuation. So those are probably the biggest things, you know, fractured bones, fractured hips, compression fractures, and head injuries. Yeah, and it just actually reminds me of a, of a story of a, a dear friend of mine several years ago uh, slipped down his stairs. And uh, he was, uh, Anthony was in his 40s mm-hmm. and slipped down the stairs and um, uh, developed a bleeding yep. and decided he was tired. Mm-hmm. And went to bed. Right. And that was the end of it. And that was the end of it. That was the end of it. Okay. So he never woke up. Wow. And so um, that wasn't somebody that was 70 or 80 years old. And it was shocking to all yeah. of us. Like, 
how could that happen to someone so young and mm -hmm. athletic? And so, I mean, you know, I guess we are talking about a certain age group, but really, you fall and hit your head, yeah. that, that, that has no um, limits as to who could, you know, suffer that kind of injury. You know, and th those are the dramatic stories, of course, but yeah. the thing about it as well, when you get older, it's really the loss of confidence. Yeah. And that's huge. Right. Um, so, and then what happens, that behavior begins to follow that. So just not quite as active, being a lot more careful. You're not going for the walks around the neighborhood because the eyesight goes down, sure. the, the sensory input goes down, the ability to catch yourself at a fall. Um, so, you know, we just maybe have to say, okay, you know, I'm getting older, the natural rate of decline, but maybe now I have to actually do something to be measured. Sure. Now, you have an interesting time back to COVID. So mm -hmm. somebody falls, and now they have an injury. They may have right. to spend, you know, extended amount of time in a hospital. Now what's the next risk here? Oh, that's a, just, I mean, you're always going to win by going primary care first, then secondary care, and, of course, tertiary. But if we don't catch it in the prevention, then the fall happens, and where you end up at is at the hospital. Right. Well, yeah. probably the last place you want to be in in terms of COVID and pneumonia yeah. and you know, and mm -hmm. also other infectious diseases that are there. Um, this was interesting to me you have here in slide. It says medications that increase the risk of bone fractures. Mm -hmm. So we know that high percentage of, of Americans are on some form of prescription drugs or medical, you know, um, prescriptions. So are you suggesting that maybe because of some of these things here that uh, actually... You know, if I fall, then I'm less durable, or is it, what is that, what's leading to, oh. to that? So, I mean, when we get older, our ability to respond and react. I mean, if you notice, when, when people have falls, most of the time it's not because, you know, a 100-pound dog knocked them over right. or, you know, something dramatic. It's usually something very simple. Mm -hmm. uh, they tripped on the stair or, you know, they just tripped over a throw rug or a, a normal piece of furniture. Right. Yeah, or so I, slipped on their hardwoods like I did. That's, yeah. how, I, that's how I came to see you. <laughs> it just, but it's, it's sort of like, but you know, I, what I usually say to my patients, well, that didn't happen when you were 30, 40, or even 50 years old. Right. right? So it's a normal occurrence that usually happens as a person falls down. Now, as a person gets older as well, it's normal to be on some medications. And so you know, the medications, once again, can decrease responsive times or have an interaction with decreasing right. organ function. Right. Wow. Okay, so that's a little bit. So, you know, you, I, I always laugh because you get, you get the, uh, the commercials and they have the side effects. Mm -hmm. And sometimes oh, yeah. the side effects is worse than the cure, you know, that, yeah. you, uh, that's the whole commercial. that, that you think about. So, um, so let's talk about, uh, we're going to jump maybe a little bit ahead. Let's talk about some of the things that um, um, is impacted. I know we've talked about some of the, you know, obviously physical things, but some of the things that you want to share that's also in, impacted mm -hmm. um, when a person does fall. You mentioned potential brain injury, um, it, uh, nervous system, anything else that, you know, would be added to that or other things that need to be then? Well, I, I guess the biggest thing is mortality. Right. You know, so the mortality rate is actually very high. So it's, it's, uh, it's quite a spectrum because when a person has a fall, they are highly likely to have a second fall. So now what usually happens is that people then begin to say, I got to do something about it. Right. But, you know, the body, it takes a while. Yeah. 
And so that's why I think, you know, going with the standard procedures that we've done the last 30 years, in other words, physical therapy, right. probably is not going to cut the mustard. Yeah. Because if you've fallen once already, chances are you're going to fall again. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have either a wheelchair or a walker or an aide or you're in the nursing home or there's right. something that's being acted upon you. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, you've really lost independence. People now are speaking into your life. They're coming in. They're evaluating their home for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And they're going after all kinds of things. And the number one thing that uh, people, you know, 50 years old and older want to keep is their autonomy. Sure. So yeah. this is really a fight for autonomy, if you will. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump ahead. Uh, what can we do about it? All right. So now we know that we've got the problem and... Uh, um, what options are available? Somebody, you know, wants to figure about. Okay, how do I fight, Frank? How mm -hmm. do I how do I put yeah. my Everlast gloves on <laughs> and start to take this thing back? You know, and I think that's regardless of age, because I think if you can start early on right. with a good foundation, I think it's the thing that you and I had a conversation about. Start with the foundation, right? And then if you start and build your core up, then mm -hmm. everything else is, yeah. is is good. And so I think that that crosses age boundaries. But specifically for what we're talking about, what are some of the things that people can do? What kind of tools have you put in place? To, to help? Well, I think, you know, I mean, basically what this program is going to be about is trying to marry the latest we have in technology, which is basically computer, to uh, basically a very individualized exercise type program, if you will. And so um, that's where we're doing the Regenerative Medical Group. We're using the latest technology, i.e. the brain. We're going to be mapping the brain and very specifically the motor cortex and also the primary somatosensory cortex, and just understanding basic, you know. Yeah, neuro that just was above my pay grade. Right? That last part, I'm like, yeah, what is that? It's a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to that end, I, you know, I got to go through, I'm going through the brain mapping. And, uh, and one of the things that I thought was interesting about it was how my brain looked before, hmm. like the three steps that it, it mm -hmm. went through, and it was interesting seeing that in color, the red spots yeah, right. versus the blue. Um, and then what cognitive things that, you know, I, right. I gave back. How critical is that is when you're just talking about just an, an age factor, how critical is that cognitive piece to fight for that, you know, as a part of this? Oh, well, the, the brain controls everything. Yeah. I mean, again, I love physical therapy. Um, my, my, my son is a, an athletic trainer and a yeah. kinesiologist, so yeah. I'm, I'm totally into that. But if that's all we do, we're working just on, you know, the, the, the sort of the end point. But right. if, we can, if we can wake up the control center, right, right and right. connect basically the brain to the muscle, that's what we're doing. I guess what I'm trying to say is that degeneration happens, and generation has already happened. So mm -hmm. instead of waiting for the fall to occur, let's go through and let's measure. We can actually measure right. this area in the motor cortex. We can actually have very good measurements of all various areas that sure. you know, we bring in the psychological component, we bring in the neurological component. Everything is standard medicine that we're putting people through. Uh, we have electroencephalogram, and then we have very specific training. So in order to turn the thing around, we actually have to go against natural decline, natural aging, mm -hmm. right? We have right. to measure it, and then we have to have a program to begin to rehabilitate it. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely against cultural norms. You don't hear that conversation, you know, going. It's, it's more teaching, again, how you live with it. Yeah, no. Get a walker, get a cane, get, you know, these things that just kind of help you live with it. So that's fascinating, I think, for our listeners that, 
you know, people are probably going, what? You mean there's a fight? There's, a, there's something that can be done. What are the tools that uh, would be helpful? I know you got some other things that uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited about one of them because it's just some cool technology stuff. So Yeah. Well, it's a totally tool. Um, I mean, when you look at the, you went through it, Lewis, you know, yeah. the computer-generated electroencephalogram yeah. to just see, you know, what area of the brain will, that needs work. Not, you know, in terms of memory, it could be all kinds of things. It could be components of anxiety or depression. It can be uh, issues with sleep or sleeplessness or even quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. Heck, it can be that the brain is in the wrong brainwave mm. during the wake cycle. In other words, instead of being beta or high beta, maybe because of poor sleep, you're in delta wave, but you're in the slowest brain wave, if you will, trying to accomplish business in the course of the day. Wow, You'll get it done, yeah. but it just won't be efficient. Right, so you, your brain's in night, you're in day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. and, but you know, the thing is we, we, keep, we keep doing it over and over and over again. It's like, this is crazy. Right. So the first order of business is let's look at the brain. Sure. And we have the technology to do it. So let's, yeah. what we call, let's map the brain. Let's find out, you know, if we're in the right brain wave, if you will, in the area of whether sleep or awake. Let's get that efficient. Let's get that mm-hmm. lined up as you went sure. through. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's start there. Otherwise, we're literally burning energy. And the physical therapy or the therapy we're going to be going through won't be as efficient. Right. Yeah, one of the things I was experiencing is just sleep disruption. I couldn't get to sleep. Mm-hmm. I could not get to sleep. I'd wake up every night at 3 o'clock. And, and um, so my morning is disrupted because I go back and then it's 5.30, 6 o'clock. So, um, you know, now I can sleep 90% of the time straight through the night. Right. And I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, it's 5.30. Jeez, I slept through the night. <laughs> but it has been the result of, I think, going through and doing the, the testing and the mapping and just kind of feeling that cognitive piece just, you know, come back. Well, here's another exciting thing as well. In this whole brain training uh, technology that we're speaking about, we have a number of caps that we use at Regenerative Medical Group. One particular cap actually works specifically uh, at the motor cortex, and it makes the motor cortex more pliable. Okay. Um, so for our uneducated motor cortex, what would that uh, be? That's the area in the brain that is between the frontal lobe uh, and the parietal lobe, if okay. you will, it's, okay. it's uh, bordered as well by the temporal lobe, and it is responsible for all motor activities within the body. Okay. And there's this word called neuroplasticity, or making the neurons more uh, plastic, if you will, uh, that can be trainable. The cool thing is, when we target this particular area in the brain, which we can because we put on the brain cap, right. and in the brain cap we have a little electrodes, if you will, that can stimulate that area in the brain. And the technician is right there with a computer that's actually monitoring, measuring, and keeping the brain on task. We can actually increase the brain's ability to be trained. And we are stimulating the brain in order to send down the nerve, the the, the motor nerve, down to the muscle. And so there's about an hour window between stimulating the brain and then going for a specific training if you will, through exercise, where we can make a lot more gains. So the whole idea here is that, okay, number one, we've got a big problem, okay? We have all these falls, you get older, people are falling, losing independence, you know, billions of dollar mortality rate, loss of independence, family burdens, oh my God, this is crazy, right? And they say, okay, we're gonna do some exercise. 
Well, okay, that should have started 20 years ago. Right. Right. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> good idea. May yeah. not be equal right. to the problem, right? right? So what do we do? Well, let's use the entire body. What yeah. do you know? Let's yeah. wake up the brain, but just not wake up any part of the brain. Right. We got technology. Let's wake up the motor mm -hmm. cortex, sure. right? And then we'll, with, with, with knowledge, we know we have an hour window to bring in a specific training. So we have a trainer at the clinic, right? right? A kinesiologist yeah. who's running specific programs based upon the diagnostics we've done. So bam, we can get this thing and we can maybe hopefully double the output in terms of the success of maybe not being so old anymore. Man, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty, pretty impressive. Well, I we, mean, okay, yeah. yes, everybody degenerates, but sure. we, we can fight it. Yeah. We can find it to stay in our peak performance. I, yeah. I mean, it may sound like a, a, just a catchy phrase, but I fully believe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I know that I'm, you know, I'm part of the test case of it, and I can tell you that I am doing things that I could not do before probably, you know, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially running multiple businesses, it's like I'm running people crazy because I don't tie out as easy. Right? <laughs> you know, it was like I have an inverted, like I used to have like one day a week I was good. Yeah. Now it's the opposite. Maybe one day a week I'm tired. Right. The rest of them look out because I'm going to, you know, run, run with you until the end. So that is just, just seeing that. Um, uh, before we run into them, a couple more things that I want to add. I know that uh, the IV therapy, I know that's oh, a yeah. big one. Um, can you tell listeners a little bit about how that works in conjunction with what we've talked about uh, as far as falls and regenerative, you know, conditioning? Yeah, I think, you know, listen, it's the whole idea again is like, okay, you know, I fully believe that, you know, we can make a difference, right? I really honestly believe that. But you know, we also have to be aware of the nature of the enemy that we're up against. Yeah. You know, degeneration yeah. happens, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think, as I like to always call it, sort of a multi-pronged attack. And so in regenerative medicine, um, at least in our group, Back in the mother company, if you will, which is in California, we have yeah. a whole team of pharmacists that actually come up, you know, they read through studies, they yeah. formulate various intravenous you know, medications because of the bioavailability, and they do it specifically to what body system we're working on. So it's like 90-something protocols. Yeah. But if we're working on the nervous system or if we're working on the muscular system, there's some, the whole program called the sarcopenia program, and the IV basically is giving that particular organ or tissue system the nutrients that it needs. Mm -hmm. So we do that, we have peptides as well, which are specific type proteins that are specific to the, to the, to the tissue. Um, so what, basically what I tell people is like, come in, you know, let's go through an analysis. Maybe mm -hmm. you don't need anything. Maybe right. you're doing great. Maybe you sure. just need, you know, one thing. But if not, we have many modalities of attacking sure. this thing. Listeners want to just learn a little bit more. Is there a place they can go or you want to give them a, a place where they can just kind of go? We're going to have uh, some of the PowerPoint available for you to look at, but is there any other resources that they would look at or reach out to your clinic to just kind of learn more about this or get involved, hopefully? Well, I mean, the, the PowerPoint is pretty good. You yeah, know, they, yeah. They can go through that. They can certainly contact the clinic if anybody is interested, you know, and we have a couple of brain technicians there on staff that work. Um, it'd be kind of cool to get tested and see right. where they're at. Um, so they're, you know, feel free to, to contact uh, RMG um, at, in yeah. the Kirkland office. Awesome. Frank, thank you for coming back and joining us. This is uh, super in 
insightful and uh, it's a lot and it's medical, but take good notes and watch it a few times. It'll, it'll sink in. But mainly I think it's creating an awareness that you can do something about living life to the full. You don't have to accept it. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it, there are tools out there and resources out there, as we've talked about, to help you, uh, you know, be at your best. You don't want to be at your worst when you get to 50. You finally get there, and now you're declining, so you can't make a difference in your world. And so we want to help you become the best version of yourself so you can help the next generation get there as well. Thank you for joining us and being part of the conversation. We look forward to another episode on Lewis Hour Live. Remember, you can get us on the YouTube channel. You can get us on lewishourlive.com. You can get the audio version of the show on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast, Apple, iTunes, and so many other places. And we appreciate each and every one of you around the world from the first listener today to those that have been with us since the beginning. And we'll look forward to having you back on another conversation with Lewis Howard Live. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.